0: Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of his glory. And so we come now to a sacred moment in this service when we remember all those within this church family who have died in this past year. We're going to be reading out their names As each name is read aloud, a candle will be lit, a bell will sound, and the family and friends of the one being remembered are invited to stand in a brief moment of silence as a sign of tribute and respect. After these names have all been read, there will be opportunity for the names of others who have died this past year, to be remembered, either quietly or aloud, when one further bell will sound and a final candle will be lit. This year, this act of remembrance will happen within the context of a reading of Scripture from Hebrews chapter 11 and 12. It's a beautiful passage that mentions some of the great heroes of the faith, As we hear their names being read, a candle for each will also be lit. And so to this great company of the faithful, the candles representing our loved ones will be added as a witness to the sure hope that is ours, that they have taken their place within the communion of saints. And so I'd invite those who are assisting with this act of remembrance to come forward now, please. Thank you.
1: Hear now the word of God, as is found in selected verses from Hebrews 11 and 12. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob. Who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received the power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful, who had promised. Therefore, from one person who was as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars in the heaven, as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah of David and Samuel and the prophets who, through faith, conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. The world was not worthy of them.
0: To these can be added the names of countless women and men across the ages whose lives have borne faithful witness to the love and grace of God. Today we remember especially those members of the family of faith here at Hyde Park who have died in this past year, giving thanks to God for their faithfulness and for the joy and privilege of having known them. Even as we continue to mourn their deaths, We also rejoice that for them the struggles of this life are over, that death is past and that they have joined the saints in glory where they intercede before the throne of God on behalf of us all. Together we remember James Boyer. Don Buchanan Mimi Budaris. Hannah Clark, Henry Hicks, Bishop Lloyd Knox. Richard Langford. Dorothy Leaving. Astrid Martinez Velasquez, Rob Roberts, Lisa Rora. Hilda Rose, Fred Rose, Darren Shields. David Smith. Jean Spader. Patty Till. Tim Totten Doug Vetermel Mary Fran Whitaker. Nancy Whittaker. Lynn Younger. Marlene York. If there are any others known to you who have died in this past year, please would you remember their names now, either quietly or aloud. Paul John Riley. Helen Price. Sharon Metz
1: Jay Wolf. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings to us, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the perfecter and pioneer of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him Endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Word of God for the people of God.
0: Thanks be to God. Let us pray. And so, most holy and gracious God, we thank you for this sacred moment, for the remembrance of loved ones who have died, for the assurance that is ours that death is not the end, that because of Jesus, because of the resurrection, we know that there is a glorious inheritance that has been prepared for them and for us. Today we pray especially for those in our midst for whom the memory of loved ones who have died is still a painful memory of loss. Comfort them in their grief, we pray. Offer to them the consolation of your presence and assure them of that glorious hope that we proclaim this day. That the loved ones who are with us no more have joined that great throng of the company of the faithful before the throne of the Most High God. And so with that confident hope, we join together now in that prayer which Christ Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, taught us as we say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Wasn't that a beautiful time of remembrance? As we move now into the sermon, I'd invite you often to allow your gaze to be drawn to this communion table and the witness that these burning candles afford us of the reality that we proclaim this day. The sermon this morning has been entitled, Travelling Companions, Would you bow your heads with me for a moment of prayer? And now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Do you ever feel like you just want to give up? Do you ever feel that the circumstances of your life are such that you wish that you could just pack it in and get away from it all, even for just a while? Do you ever find yourself fantasizing about escaping to some exotic destination, far away from the nitty gritty realities of the life that is yours? These are not uncommon feelings that arise for many different reasons. Maybe it's an exhausting relationship that repeatedly depletes your emotional reserves. Maybe it's the unbearable burden of unreasonable expectations that your work thrusts onto you. Maybe it's a financial crisis that feels like a noose around your neck. Maybe it's the never-ending demands of raising young children. Maybe it's the ongoing treatment of a medical condition that simply won't improve. Maybe it's an area of service, even within this church, that has become a source of frustration or resentment for you. Maybe it's the pain of a deep grief or a bitter memory that continues to break open at unexpected times to wound you afresh. Maybe it's the disappointment of doors constantly closing on a dream that you've cherished for a long, long time. Maybe it's the aching loneliness of feeling that nobody understands you and nobody cares. Do you ever feel like you just want to give up? Of course, wanting to give up is something we don't easily acknowledge. We live in a world that places a high premium on being upbeat and positive all the time. And there's certainly a gift in that. There are many inspiring stories of people who have overcome amazing odds through their tenacity of spirit, dogged determination, and a stubborn refusal to give up. There's a classic image that illustrates this tenacious spirit. It shows a frog being swallowed by a pelican. But even as that happens, the frog is throttling the pelican's throat. It's entitled, Never Give Up. While on this theme, let me share with you a poem, if you could call it that. Two frogs fell into a bowl of cream... Or so the story's told. The bold sides were smooth and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, said number one. It's fate, no help around. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye, cruel world. And just like that, he drowned. But number two of sternest stuff, dog paddled in surprise and licked his creamy lips and face. And blinked his creamy eyes. I'll swim, he said, while I have breath, until my strength is spent. That when I come to meet my end, at least I'll die content. So round and round he kicked and swam. Not once did he stop to mutter. And then hopped out the bowl of cream, which now was a bowl of butter. Laughter The moral of the story, never give up. And it's a great moral that we can all applaud, except for one thing. And that is that when you're in that place, when you're ready to pack it all in, being told not to give up simply is not enough. We need something more to strengthen, encourage, and inspire us to carry on. In February 2000, I ran my first ever marathon. I'd been training for a few months, but still was a complete novice and really didn't have the first clue how to go about running 26.2 miles. I did everything wrong. On the morning of the marathon, I had nothing to eat. On the run, I took nothing in except a little water. I started way too fast and ran far too far without taking a single walk break, all of which meant that in the latter stages of the race, I was running on empty. And so it comes no great surprise that when I reached the 21 mile mark, I suddenly, involuntarily came to an abrupt and sudden stop. Talk about hitting the proverbial wall. It happened for me quite spectacularly. My legs simply refused to take another single step. They were staging a full-blown mutiny and there was nothing I could do about it. I remember holding onto a street lamp to keep me upright. While my legs did this shaking, convulsing thing, I held on because I knew that if I sat down, there was a good chance that I would never get up again. I also knew that I had absolutely no idea how I was ever going to get moving again, let alone reach the finish line. Friends, it's easy enough to say never give up That sure is good advice until you're in a place where your resources are completely exhausted and you don't know what to do. There are those of us here today who know what that place feels like. In those times of depletion, we need something more than just perky advice if we are to carry on. Thankfully for me, that something more came along that day in the most surprising way, as an old schoolmate of mine, whom I hadn't seen for 12 years, came running by. I couldn't believe my eyes. He'd been on the same road as me all that time, and I never knew it. And I suddenly realized that if I somehow managed to stay with him, to, to, to just follow his footsteps, he would help to get me home. And so I shouted, Mike, please wait for me. And before I knew it, I was miraculously moving again. I honestly have little recollection of those last five miles. But what I do remember was the commitment I made that no matter what happened, I would not leave my mate, which I did. And we finished the race together. Which is a parable that can help us hear the good news of the gospel on this All Saints Sunday. The good news of the gospel, which is this. When we feel like we just want to give up, there are traveling companions that join us along the way that can strengthen, encourage, and inspire us to carry on. In particular there are three such traveling companions or groups of companions that share the road with every one of us. That beautiful passage of Scripture from Hebrews 11 and 12 that we heard a little earlier can open for us eyes of faith to recognize these traveling companions in our midst, giving us the assurance of things hopeful and the conviction of things not seen. The first of these traveling companions refers to those who have gone before us, who have been faithful. Hebrews 11 points to some of these heroes of the faith. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Gideon, Samson, Barak. The list goes on and on. Men and women who persevered and continued to trust in God. In recounting their lives, there are stories of great triumph and victory as well as stories of tremendous hardship and failure and suffering and persecution. The effect is to remind us that in every age, in every conceivable circumstance of life, there have been many who have held fast to the faith and have persevered as witnesses of the kingdom. The testimony of their lives can inspire us to a faithfulness of our own as they cheer us along and encourage us to keep on. Of course, this includes not only the famous heroes of faith from long ago, but also the ordinary people known to us who have lived lives of beauty and grace We have remembered some of them by name this morning. A parent or grandparent perhaps, a spouse, a teacher, a pastor. Who have you known who has brought the image of God into clear and sharp focus for you? Remember them. Give thanks to God for them. The the inspiring example of their lives and the ongoing influence of their love. Make them companions with you along the discipleship path. And so if you feel like giving up, look at them. Remember them and draw strength from the perseverance they have shown. And while you may not hear it with your ears, if you listen attentively with your heart, you will hear them cheering you on as they shout and pray their encouragement over your life. That's the first group of traveling companions we are asked to notice today. The second is this, those who will come behind us, following in the footprints we will leave. They may only be following us in the future. Some of them may not even be born yet, but they are part of our journey now. For the knowledge of their following footsteps can influence the paths we now choose. Indeed, one of the crucial characteristics of the faithful listed in Hebrews 11 was the way in which they lived their lives so as to entrust the future and their descendants to God. And so a searching question for us is this. In the living of our lives, What legacy are we bequeathing to our children and the generations that are to follow? There's a beautiful song by John Moore entitled, Find Us Faithful. The last verse goes like this. After all our hopes and dreams have come and gone, and our children sift through all we've left behind, may the clues that they discover and the memories they uncover become the light that leads them to the road we each must find. And then the chorus. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. What will our children and grandchildren discover about us even after we're gone that will help to shape their lives in Christ-like ways? What kind of legacy are we leaving to them? And so if you're facing something right now that makes you want to give up, if you're caught up in some moral or ethical dilemma, if the demands of principled living feel too rigorous, if the requirements of integrity feel too onerous, then simply take a moment to think about those who will follow after you. What do you want to leave behind for them? What shaping influence do you want to impart? How would you want the example of your life to encourage and inspire them along their path, especially in their dark and desperate moments? When you look at the decisions you're currently facing through that lens, it can offer remarkable clarity and strength for what you know you need to do. But friends, there's another traveling companion who joins us on the way, who comes to help us persevere in living faithful lives. His name, of course, is Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He stayed true to the course set before him, him, even enduring the cross. Every time we encounter his companionship along the way, we are strengthened and empowered to persevere with the strength and the empowerment that he knew. He comes to us most commonly through other traveling companions who join us along the way. Indeed, whenever we recognize in those around us the very qualities that can inspire us to carry on, chances are it's the Spirit of Christ that work within them that we are seeing, calling us to persevere. And so if we're honest, we'd have to acknowledge that sometimes we feel like we just want to give up. That the demands and challenges of life have become just too much that overwhelm us and yes, cause us to waver. The good news we proclaim on this All Saints Sunday is that we are not isolated individuals making our lonely way through the world. Our journey is shared by a great multitude of those who have gone before us, who now cheer us on. Our journey is also shared by all those who will come after us, who will look to the testimony of our lives for the guidance that they seek. Recognizing these traveling companions, can inspire us to live more faithful lives. And recognizing Christ in them and in all those who share the road with us can enable us to know deep within that truly we are not alone. Therefore, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross and has taken his seat at the right hand, of the throne of God. Amen.